All right, sweet. All right, guys, what is up? Welcome back to another THP Strength podcast. On this podcast, we are interviewing Lun Chen. So Lun Chen, tell us a little bit about yourself, what your background is, uh, where you're living, what your job is. You know, give us give us some information here. Okay, hi, um, everyone. This is Lun Chen. Uh, greetings from Beijing. I currently reside in Beijing. And um, I went to school in New, uh, New York, uh, Stony Brook, Long Island. And um, I am now a professional performance enhancer. Wow, that's that sounds like you're a, you're a walking human steroid, like a walking syringe. <laughs> <laughs> that's I like that. I I really like that a lot. That's what I'm gonna start. I'm gonna put that in my Instagram bio from now on. If you need to, also Lunchen also has you have a podcast in yeah, yeah. as well. How popular uh, are you in Beijing? I'm I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. <laughs> Are you are you more popular than we are in the U.S. in Beijing? I don't think so. I think now, you, you guys are like the top, like right around here. <laughs> <laughs> but not in Beijing. What about in Beijing? We're not more popular than you there, right? Well, well, um, I don't think THP is very popular in in China, but Isaiah is. He is that guy. That guy right there. He is. <laughs> he's really popular here. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> So how he's do we like um, the best. Like like everyone here is saying Isaiah is the best dunker all over the world. Like like the best. Cool. Let's go, baby. <laughs> Let's go. All of Asia. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this was this was a fun question. Like how exactly how popular is? Okay, before we do this, did you want to start streaming on your platform? I, I already have. Oh, great. Sweet. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, I don't know what we said off the off the cusp. Um, <laughs> how many people are, are watching your live right now? Um, 200, a little okay. over 200. Yeah. You have 200 live. That's really impressive. That what's, actually, the highest, yeah. what's the highest count you've ever had? Um, the one I had with Isaiah, like um, four months ago, we hit 1,200. That's wow. crazy. That crushes yeah. us. That crushes yeah. us. <laughs> How many downloads? It's the population. Like we got a lot of people here. (laughs) Because I think even if if I were to go on Instagram Live, like I would only get probably like two hundred people in there. That's a lot. So that's like for for Instagram, that's a lot. Yeah. So what we need is uh, Douyin. Did I say it right? Yeah, Douyin. Douyin. TikTok. (laughs) (laughs) If I if I butcher my Mandarin, are people watching this just gonna like make fun of me in the comments? Yeah, like they're crazy about you right now. (laughs) (laughs) That's crazy. (laughs) Because the way you say Mandarin, it's really fun. (laughs) That's so awesome. (laughs) There we go. That's the best I got. All right. So anyways, um, since we're since we're streaming now, those of you listening to this on our our platform on YouTube or on, you know, Apple Podcasts or Spotify, just keep in mind that there are whatever prop maybe hopefully we'll get to a thousand people on the other end streaming in Beijing, which is which yeah. is crazy um yeah so that said i like i said i have tons of questions for you i guess i'll introduce myself because i don't are you did you introduce me on your on your streaming platform or should i introduce uh, myself uh uh yeah you should introduce yourself then i'll 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 speak in Mandarin again. Oh, perfect. This is even better. Um, so my name is John Evans. Um, I coach Isaiah, and I've been his coach for the last, what, five years, Isaiah, or so? Uh, five and a half. We started, uh, actually, it's exactly five years. 
like yeah. today, basically. <laughs> exactly five years ago, I started coaching Isaiah and basically took him from crippling knee pain to essentially uh, in a 43, 44 inch vertical to a 50.5 inch vertical. So um, my specialty is improving vertical leap and that goes from volleyball to basketball. I, I've actually started working with a lot of uh, a lot of volleyball players recently, specifically nine man. I get a lot of guys that play nine man and stuff like that. So I'm just uh, being enriched by Asian culture on all different facets at this point. So um, yeah, so I that's my specialty. I have a degree in sports science, master's degree in sports science, and I've worked in high performance for, I, I've been interested or obsessed with training since I was 13. Spread my first research article when I was 14 and kind of just took off from there. So I've been entrenched in strength conditioning for a long time, not just dunking, but that's mostly what people know me from. So I guess if you want to say that in Mandarin now. Mandarin. That's a lot. <laughs> yeah, you can just sum it up the way you want to. Yeah. Uh, 大家好，这个这位是 John Evans， 他是呃、uh, Isaiah 的的教练，然后他呃已经很多年在做这个呃提升运动表现吧，然后主要是提升弹跳力，然后他现在是在做这个呃除了 THP 以外，他还在教一些这个呃。Volleyball player, 呃，排球，排球，他带很多的排球排球队在训练啊，要提升弹跳力。呃，然后他是这个有运动科学的硕士学位，应该是啊，如果我刚刚没听错的话。呃，所以这个大家如果有什么问题，可以在这个弹幕里边提啊，有什么问题可以来弹幕里边提。So, And, uh, John, John, real quick, can you name all the pro dunkers you've ever coached or consulted with? Coached or so like we're counting con, like consulting as they've asked me a question before. Yeah, like you you helped them in some kind of way with their training. Okay, um, so Jay Clark, twenty seventeen, twenty eighteen, maybe twenty or twenty eighteen, twenty nineteen. Isaiah, you from twenty seventeen to now. Recently, Tony Crosby, TC two, I think is his Instagram handle. And now it's been two or three months.、Uh, Anthony Height, that's been six or seven months.、Uh, Kilgannon, not really. I don't think I've ever really given him much. You know, we haven't. We've never really talked too much about training. Mostly just life.、Um, let me see what else.、Uh, obviously, Austin Burke, Travis Reynolds, Obi Chamberlain.、Um, the guy, the guy with one foot. The guy with one foot. Oh, what? <laughs> Jordan Sutherland. How could I forget? Jordan <laughs> Sutherland.、Um, B. Ruff, Brandon Ruff. Who else is in the mix? There's a, Dan there's a lot of guys. Dan, Dan Gross. Gross. Yep. Dan Gross. Dan Gross. Isaiah, you're going to be better at helping me name all these guys. I, I don't think, even. I think that's. I think that's a good good summary. Best ones. I mean, the guys that people probably know from Dunk League, like Jordan Sutherland. Oh, Chris John, CJ Champion. CJ Champion. Yeah. yeah. Connor Barth.、Oh, he's. Oh yeah. <laughs> Connor, Connor Barth in his in his prime. Uh, whenever he was right before he switched to.、Uh, Work with that one guy who he who shall not be named, and、uh, <laughs> betrayed us. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> and then, oh, Thomas Johnson. Thomas Johnson's another one. He had a forty in his vertical.、Um, Dom Gonzalez. Dude, there's so many. That's so、yeah. hard. I don't have like a lit like a list. But, but basically,、like、the- but basically, Lon, if you want to tell him, he's helped.、Uh, I would say a, a very big percentage of. A lot of pro dunkers out there.、Um, yeah, yeah. He's had he's had his hand in the pro dunking training game for a while. Some time. <laughs> yeah. 
Wait, uh, I have a uh, I have a question for John. Like, um, yeah. were you working with um, Duke University? I was, like, yeah. So I was actually yeah. the high jump coach at Duke for. I coached there for a year. Um, actually, mm -hmm. that was the COVID year. So when COVID happened, I decided to. Was it 2019? Yeah. So that was right leading into 2020, 2019, 2020. So I, I started there in the fall of 2019. Um, I just came to visit a coach who followed me on Instagram. And then he was like, Hey, we have, we actually have a volunteer position open if you want to, if you want to take it. And I was like, I'd be more than happy to do that. So I also coached at Altus. I don't know if you're familiar with Altus. Yeah, yeah, Altus. I didn't coach there. I was like an intern coach there for four or five months, right, right before mm -hmm. the 2016 games, which is honestly one of the best experiences uh, I've ever had. So yeah, but Duke, that, that kind of got me into Duke because all the Duke coaches knew Dan Path. Dan Path's a legendary track coach. Coach Donovan Bailey, mm -hmm. who had the world record in the 100-meter dash at one point. And Greg Rutherford, who was a gold medalist in long jump. So I worked with him mm -hmm. and then essentially, uh, or were underneath them. Then the Duke coaches found that out, knew who I was, asked me to come on board. And I was like, whatever you need. Uh, I, I have a lot of different ways I know how to coach, but if you want me to coach your way, I'll coach your way. I'm just here to honestly have fun. At that point, I, I didn't really care too much about um, mm -hmm. you know, trying to, uh, I didn't really care that much about like making a name for myself as a coach. I, I at that point, I already had, you know, coached Isaiah to like a 48 inch vertical. He had hit kamikaze 360 behind the back between the legs on nine, 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 10 now, mm -hmm. I think. So, um, yeah, I just, I wanted to, to get experience. So I coached there through the fall, then COVID happened. Um, we actually won ACC's and high jump indoor that year. So I was coaching mm -hmm. the, the girl that ended up taking first. And then we also took second place. So I coached first. The girl that the, for the year before they didn't score any points in high jump, I think maybe maybe if maybe one from the multi that mm -hmm. year, they took first, second and ninth on the women's side. And then on the men's side, I think they might have taken. I don't know if they scored points on the men's side in the multi. They did, though. Uh, they ended up scoring mm -hmm. points in the multi. And I also worked with the men's multi. So I would say I had like a pretty drastic impact specifically on like high jump. And um, I don't want to take all the credit because I didn't write the programming. I was just like. All right, I'm here. My job is yeah. to try to keep these guys healthy and coach the technical elements. And uh, yeah, it was fun. I liked it a lot. I actually miss coaching collegiately a lot, but with a business and stuff, it's really dicey with the NCAA. So I don't like to, I don't want to, I don't want to play with that. I don't want to mess with that. You know, I never want to get in trouble or anything. So yeah, that was my experience um, coaching track at Duke and kind of some of the other accolades. I also worked with in Olympic weightlifting at an OTC. Our weightlifters are not as good as the Chinese weightlifters. I don't know if you're aware. <laughs> like Chinese but, weightlifters have the best technique like all over the world I think too it's like their limb configurations are so freaking perfect for it too so like yeah their technique is perfect like they're for their builds they they max out the technique and then they're just yeah. freak athletes like super powerful whereas like yeah. I think other countries don't have favorable builds like as favorable builds and then I also don't think that like they master their technique for their build the same way. Like Chinese weightlifters are like, Oh, I'm short and stocky. And I like, I have short, short legs and long, long torsos sick. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to like lift perfectly for this. And then yeah. they, you know, uh, what is it? Lu Zhong. Wait, how do I, what the, the, the 85. Lu Zhong, I think it's the name. Uh, Lu Xiaojun. Yeah. yeah he's sick yeah he's a badass yeah i love him yeah <laughs> I, I have a picture i have a picture of him I, this was if you scroll all the way down on my instagram you can see it um and it's him in like a deep squat it's like a picture from behind and i was like yes. this is gonna this is gonna be me one day <laughs> uh, <laughs> you're close yeah, he, he's crazy like he's really really good have you ever met him 
Uh, no, but um, uh, uh, you, you, you know he has a channel on YouTube? I do, yeah. Is that actually him yeah. that runs it or someone else runs it for him? No, no, someone else. The, the, so, so the guy who runs his channel uh, is a good friend with me. Oh, really? Yeah. That's cool. Does he That's does cool. he film all the stuff? Yeah, the guy who always talking, you know, behind camera. That's oh, wait, the guy. Is that the, I, hook, I is that the hook grip guy or no? No, no. Um, who, who is it? Uh, he is now um, in England, like like in UK right now. Yeah. Uh, he's um he how do I say this? He 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 loves weightlifting and um. He's in good relationship with Li Xiaojun. Oh wow, that's it. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So he's like a so he get, uh, he gets he gets to film all the stuff um, when they train. So he has a lot of footage of like like inner inner people. That's crazy. That's so yeah. cool. I mean, that's like that's like the dream, man. He's I mean, he's so fun to watch lift all those guys. Tian Tao. I don't know how that's how yeah, to say it. Tian Tao. I said it right. Hey, let's go. Yeah, Tian Tao. <laughs> So like, oh, yeah. Kento loves fishing. Like he 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 goes to fish every day. Like when when he's not training, though. <laughs> that is amazing. I love yeah. it. Um, okay, so this is funny because we're like interviewing each other for each other's streaming platforms. Yeah. That is this yeah. is just so cool. All right, so <clears throat> tell me about like what is your how did how did you get into performance in like Beijing? Like do you, so you you told me this before the podcast. So you were born and raised in Beijing. In Be Beijing, yeah. okay. Yeah. So then, Beijing. what? When did you come to the states, and why did you come to the states? Um, you know, at, uh, after my college, uh, like I applied a lot of schools in the United States, and several of them gave me offers. So, like I said, I just picked one randomly, like really randomly. Um, then I went to Long Island for two years, from um, 2014 to 2016. And after I graduated, after I got my uh, master's degree, I came back to China. Uh, I didn't start as a performance coach or, you know, performance enhancer, but uh, I, I really liked it. I, I love performance enhancing, and I'm a really big fan of track and field. Like, I, I'm a basketball player, and my specialty is basketball, but, like, track is my enthusiasm. Do you know, <laughs> so do you know uh, Su, Su Bing? Yeah, Su Bing Tan. Yeah, do you, do you know him? Randy personally? Huntington. That that's like my number one Idaho right now. You know, you know, I'm speaking with him in in April. I'm going to he's going to be at a, in a a uh, but I a seminar. I, I thought he retired, right? I think he's still speaking. I mean, I'm pretty sure he's on the speakers list. I could be wrong. You want me to double check? <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like, now I'm like Ben. Maybe I said that. Maybe a wrong. I thought it was Randy Huntington, but let me check. Well, um, have you ever? Yeah, I, I got the book like right on my desk. Have you read this one? Oh my gosh! Yeah, Ralph Mann. Yeah. Ralph Mann's the Ralph Mann's the man. <laughs> yeah, he's the man. I, uh, he he gave me this autograph. Like that is epic. Did you go down to um, SMU and uh, wait? So uh, let me think. There's two. So there's um, where did you see him? Or not SMU? It's uh, I don't know. Where did you see him at? Uh, I I have I haven't met him, but um, the guy who coaches uh, China team. Like China track and field team is like my great friend. So he um, does he hate he me because I know someone on the someone of the Chinese track and field community hates me. There's a couple people that don't like me at all. 
on the Wait, China. You, I, I, oh yeah, I'm pretty sure. I don't know that. I don't know who they are, but, but, but like, my, we'll my friend. Shit talk me. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, why? 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 I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I've just like heard of. I like have people send me stuff. It's like written in like Mandarin. I can't read it, but like people will like people. Do you from, still have the picture of the guy or? Yeah, oh, uh, dude, I mean, it was, it was I'll, like I'll, two years ago. He kept telling uh, me, he would like post me on his story and like blast me and be like, look at him. He's bracing so intensely. Like, how, how could you do that? How can you jump off one foot like that? And like, I'd be like, I don't know what he's saying. I don't really care. Like he has like a thousand followers and they're all in Beijing. So I don't, I don't really care or not Beijing. They're in mm -hmm. mainland China. I was like, I, whatever. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like if he wants to talk shit about me, that's fine. I don't, I don't even know what he's saying, honestly. Oh yeah. So Ralph, man, I've never actually met Ralph, but I've talked to, uh, so Peter, have you met? Have you looked at any of Peter Wayne's stuff at all? No. You need to look at his stuff, man. It is yeah. really, really good. Yeah, Ralph Mann has Wait, like how, a slightly. How do you spell model. it? Um, it's uh, P E T E R. Uh, Peter. And then uh -huh. space Wayand is uh, W E Y A N D, and he uh, he has a um, he has like a researcher underneath him. His name's Ken. I think it's Ken. Ken Clark. So Peter Wayne and Ken Clark were at SMU. Ken Clark mm -hmm. did his uh, PhD underneath Peter Wayne. Peter Wayne studied sprint, sprint mechanics at SMU mm -hmm. under the all those slow mo videos you see of guys sprinting on the force plates on the treadmill. That's yeah, at yeah. SMU. Yeah, that's at SMU with Peter Wayne. So he's the one that basically figured out like top end sprinting is like the marginal thing that changes is is the uh, like the peak forces at touchdown. Peter Wayne was the mm -hmm. one that made that. Uh, like basically came to that conclusion. I think most of Ralph Mann's research is with 3D motion analysis or 2D motion analysis. He works with like a lot of the US guys directly. So he'll like go film from the side with a laptop, yeah. have the force transducers in the blocks, have opt to jump mm -hmm. and then look at ground contact times and flight times for a lot of guys. Like he does that still, I think. Yeah. Um, actually, I don't imagine, know. If he, I know he, he used to, but. Uh, can you imagine having something like that for two foot jumping? Oh, it'd be amazing. <laughs> oh, I have off the jump. I have off the jump. Do you do you know how to do you have force plates embedded underneath it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I have force plate and auto jump. Uh, I'm planning to like put them together to do some like research stuff. Why can't we? Can we come uh, to Beijing? I will literally fly out. We will fly out. So we will fly. You didn't you know can that. Get us, I, I it, like I have the best equipment. Like everything I have in China, you have the best equipment yeah. in China or in the world yeah. or both. <laughs> no, no. I mean, I mean, China maybe. Yeah. Do you have because uh you know a lot of stuff like like um you have auto jumps and uh force plate in research left right but um I own them personally so I I, I just use them whenever I want. <laughs> but are they embedded? What uh, are they embedded? Are the force embedded? plates embedded in the ground? No, you can move it. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, it is so, like portable, portable, portable dual plate. Yeah. Does it do horizontal forces or just vertical? No, no, no. I don't have 3D force plant. Damn. But, so you have uh, Hawkins? Do you have Hawkins? No, I don't, I don't use that. No. What what is yours? What brand is your force plate? Uh it's a Chinese, Chinese, Chinese brand. Sick. <laughs> I, I, I know the best is the Kistler, right? Have you Kistler, ever yeah, used yeah. Kistler? Yeah. They're but they're very, that, very good. That there's a couple, there's a couple expensive. brands. But. Yeah, very, very expensive. Very like expensive. research labs, you know, when they can get the 3D motion capture with the force plates, mm -hmm. that's like mm -hmm. the best. And then if you can put EMG with it, like if I had a lab that was like, look, if I had the perfect sports science lab, it would literally be uh, 3D mo like mocap, you know, infrared, 
I would have like the most expensive software for it. It's basically what P3 is. And then I would have mm -hmm. embedded force plates, but the force plates wouldn't just be one area. I would have a mm -hmm. wider plate and it would be enough for like an actual plant to jump and land yeah. on the plate. Yeah. And then I would, uh, that would be three 3D force plates. So all the vectors, uh, X, Y, and Z. And then I would put um, e portable EMG units as well so that I could look at what the muscles are doing against the 3D motion yeah. analysis. So I'm able to see muscle recruitment across a full two foot jump or one foot jump and then compare it across athletes. That would be perfect. However, that's like, uh, let's see, I don't know, $200,000 worth of equipment. <laughs> like, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. So plus, plus a facility where you can put them in like, renting, yeah. you know what I mean? Like even that as well. So like it's the rent, the rent in the United States is pretty cheap compared with the rent in China. Like in Beijing, it's like crazy. The rent is super high, super expensive. <laughs> Do you ever so were you like when almost the, when impossible the rent is too to, damn high guy was here? <laughs> yeah, what <laughs> were you were you in the US when the rent is too like the guy that was running for office and his whole thing, like for president, and his whole policy was the rent is too damn high? That was like that was that his was, platform yeah. he was running on. Wait, um, I wanna I wanna show you some of my equipment. Let me grab my camera. Uh, also, how do you... Okay, so are you going to have to go back and translate this in like after the fact? Or do your viewers just like have to pick it up as they go or what? I'm not going to translate this for them. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, it, it's, it's, it's too much work for me, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. Wait one second. So um, to be honest, we're working on a program that might have a chance to invite both of you guys to china this year um what what dates summer. give us dates <laughs> what we just uh, need dates uh we don't have a particular date right now but i'm working on it i'm working whose really iphone whose iphone tried to enter the waiting room yeah yeah that's me that's me oh do you want me to admit you yeah yeah sure all right okay okay <laughs> i, I, I want to show you i want to show you some of my equipment right <laughs> i was like we have a rogue we have a rogue attendee <laughs> <laughs> Wait, hold up. Uh... Wait, can you hear me? I can yeah. hear you on your laptop, but not your iPhone, probably. Wait, hold up. You might have to mute. You might have to mute your... Uh... He can't hear me anymore. He's got the headphones off. <laughs> oh, oh, look at that. can hear me, right? Uh, yeah. We can hear you on the mic, but not on the uh, on your phone. Turn your audio on your phone on. It should say join audio on the bottom left, I think. There we go. It's connecting to audio. Yep, we can hear you now. Is it on right now? Yeah. Uh, it's really now. Is it on right? Yeah. Oh, there we yeah, go. There There's just go. a lag between your computer and your phone. <laughs> uh huh. It's gonna take. It's gonna take like four minutes. So I'm at my home right now. Uh huh. I'm gonna show you the place I, where I train. I'm excited. Here we go. I don't. I don't know if you heard me, but there's a massive lag. So just you have to wait like a solid four seconds. Oh okay. <laughs> Did we lose him? I don't think so. He, the, his camera just might be off. I think we lost him. So Isaiah, uh, can you see me right now? Oh yeah, now we can. You're back. <laughs> uh -huh. So um, 
like, how, how did I flip my camera? Right. Like that. So this is a uh, dual plate, force plate. Yo, that's crazy. Did you get that from uh, Natera, Alex Natera? Oh, no, 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 no. This is from China, from, from a Chinese brand. Oh, no, I'm saying the, the rig, the ISO pool, the mid-thigh ISO pool. Um, this, this is custom made. I have another set coming the, these days. <laughs> oh, that is so, so epic. It's OptoJump. Oh my God. How much do you have of OptoJump? So, um, if, if the, the program worked and, um, I have a chance to bring you guys here, I want to test, uh, Isaiah's vertical using OptoJump. I think it's going to be like, I don't know, four, what I, I can tell you it's flight times. Yeah. What, so, what's, um, uh, what's the highest flight time you've seen on Alpha Jump? Uh, if you're using uh, max and reach uh, minus your max, like standing reach, this one's gonna upset you. Yeah, no, yeah, we've seen it many, many yeah. times. We use yeah. we use the My Jump Two app, and so the mm -hmm. My Jump Two app usually puts him around like point nine. His highest jump is point nine seven three, uh, like nine hundred seventy three milliseconds, which I think <laughs> I think is like what Isaiah one hundred and 15 uh centimeters um mm -hmm. i like on my jump too yeah i can tell you right now isaiah's gonna look but i think it's like 115 centimeters or something like that so it equates to let me see because obviously it corrects for the length of your foot and yeah and reach you know it's more objective so 15 so uh, do you think it's possible to get like one second you want to be there I think it's um, possible. Do you think it's possible, Isaiah? I think it's possible. I know it's 120, I think it's 125 centimeters if you get a one second flight time. And that would be 49. Isaiah, that's like a 50, that's like a 54 inch vertex touch. I don't know if it's possible for me, but. <laughs> <laughs> if it's Anthony, possible for someone. If Anthony Height uh, trained. Per, like he does. He's been training now. He's been training now. It, it might be possible. It might. Well, it might be possible. I like that. <laughs> yeah, it might be possible. Um, it was. It was funny. I don't know if you could hear us, but there was a massive lag when you first got on your phone. It was like four seconds. Uh -huh. So yeah, yeah. It was. It took a little bit. But I think Isaiah's flight time. His best flight time is 0.972. I don't know if you heard me say that. Mm -hmm. And then his that equates to if it's 115 centimeters, which I think it is. It's either like 43 or 45 inches on the opta jump is what he would hit, which I don't know. Like, what's the highest you've seen on an approach jump on an opta jump? Um, it's 103 uh, centimeters. That's really impressive. Yeah, 115. There it's you go. 115? That's, yeah. So that's crazy. 240 That's 240 frames per second mm -hmm. um, from the moment his foot leaves the ground to the moment it touches down. Yeah. So. That's pretty pretty accurate. I think Opta Jump is probably measuring at what like a thousand hertz or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like crazy, crazy. But the so thing it might is, be a little um, you, you want to keep like legs really straight when you land on the ground. If so you, that's when he jumps you, really high. Uh -huh. he, we we always look at the configuration and stuff. But if he's trying to touch like twelve, uh, if he's trying to touch twelve, uh, like three or whatever, or twelve five or whatever he touched. It's like mm -hmm. a it's like an occupational hazard to land straight. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. like you have to you have to bend your knees like to yeah. safely do it. But yeah, you'd probably mm -hmm. have to correct for that. 
so it might be like 43 i don't know i, I, think I was the, still semi i was still semi straight when i when yeah I the he hitches he hinges a tiny bit so the center of mass configuration comes out i mean 3d motion capture would be the best way to do it you know what i mean this that's is, the most accurate way to do yeah, it this but. is my landing configuration on it oh okay so it was that's pretty crazy. that's pretty crazy <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's crazy that was the that was the 50 pretty like straight up that was my 50.5 like, yeah that's crazy you landed that way it had 0.972 back in my glory days your glory days <laughs> <laughs> back in the day Wait, how, how, how's your leg right now uh it's progressing a lot faster than i thought it was going to be um mm -hmm. I can, how do you injured it how, how it did you was it? so it, it's an injury that i've been going through for like three years i just never let it heal completely like i i rehab it to the point where i'm good i've it's good enough to jump on and train but i never like take that extra like care to get rid of it um and this last dunk show um i was jumping with it was me kilgannon jay clark and one foot god uh and normally when we start the dunk shows we're like doing warm-up jumps taking baby jumps like low effort dunks rim grazers you know one hander two handers that type of thing you know easy so, stuff yeah easy so we're stuff, yeah so we're we're doing like light dunks and then Kilgannon, second jump of the day, head at rim windmill. Like he's like right here over the rim. Mm -hmm. Boom. Everybody else is still warming up. We're like, what the hell? His next jump, he goes for hide and seek, back rims it. And we're like, okay, I guess we're starting the show. So everybody yeah. just we all just started jumping as hard as we could. And I wasn't warmed up yet. And this is Utah. So it's super, super cold. It was like 10 in the morning. Um and I just started jumping hard way before I was warmed up mm -hmm. and I was feeling pain in my leg. And I would say probably like 15, 20 minutes in, um, I went for a crown, which is like a reverse double elbow. Mm -hmm. And I just felt like my leg, like I literally felt something in my leg. Like I it was like a popping or pulling sensation in my leg on the takeoff. And then I landed and it was the most intense pain I had ever, ever gone through. Like literally for like, did you hear minutes. it pop? I didn't hear it. I just felt it. You just yeah. felt it. Just felt it rupture. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. So I, I just, I felt it. And then I went in the back and I was like, yeah, there's no way I'm going to be able to, to dunk. Um, and that whole day, like I could barely walk, uh, could not bend my leg at all. Um, and yeah. So I have I haven't really been able to do uh, much after that. John took a look at it. Most likely it was IT band, um, like the proximal proximal end mm -hmm. of the of yeah. the IT band. I haven't formally got it diagnosed by a by a doctor, a uh, physician, a physician, <laughs> mainly because I have terrible experiences with with doctors and stuff like that. I mean, the other like, thing is like, what are they going to tell you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, just just rest for a couple of days, right? Yeah, yep, they're gonna yep. be like, oh, here's some ibuprofen. Yeah, don't no, they're jump. gonna be like, oh, let's send you to don't PT. Jump, yeah. You're gonna be like, no, nah, I got a guy for that. Yeah. <laughs> last <laughs> time, was like, we, last we know time how to I fix went, it. Yeah, last time I went to a a hospital for for an injury. I think I had I had like fallen on my wrist and it was like hurt or something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, literally, they gave me an X-ray. I already knew it was not broken. It just, I just couldn't move it, but I knew it wasn't broken. They gave me an X-ray. And then they literally just gave me ibuprofen, but like, like stronger. But it was it was literally ibuprofen, and my hospital bill ended Wait, up being. Uh, like, what is ibuprofen? Is like an anti anti inflammatory. Uh, okay. Like a yeah. medicine. 
Yeah. 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 So they literally just gave me, they gave me the medicine and it ended up being like $500 when I could have just stayed at home, took the medicine myself. I could have went to to a store and bought it. I already knew it was not broken. And after that, I was like, yo, these people do not know what they're doing. The time before that I had tendinopathy and then Uh I went there again, x-rays for my tendinopathy, which is stupid. And then they told me not to jump. Yeah, you should MRI. You should use MRI. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so just, I don't know. My experiences with doctors, at least here in the States, has not been very good. And that's why I have John as my primary care, <laughs> primary care physician. <laughs> <Assault area. laughs> I'm like, yeah, you might want to get an MRI on that. Like, just forego everything else. Just make a uh, like, schedule an appointment at, with an orthopedic surgeon and see if they'll do it. Or like at the hospital or whatever with, your, with that x-ray yeah, uh-huh. t- or MRI. But, but it's been, I mean, it's been one week and today I could, I can squat the bar, like ask the grass mm-hmm. with no pain. Um, I can, I can lunge with minimal pain. So it's, it's progressing really quickly. So hopefully I'm not out for too long. I, I would guess like a month or two. Did I, mm-hmm. Isaiah, I forgot to tell you this. Guess who called me today and said they hurt their IT band? Who? Tony Crosby. <laughs> wow. He's like, he texts me, he's like, hey, man, uh, I just felt a snapping sensation in my IT band. And I was like, you're shitting me. And I was like, literally a week after I've never heard of IT band injury, my, maybe like a few times in, it's, in like in the lore of dunking. And now his was lower, though. His was like, yeah. high, like a few inches. Well, for me, I, I've never seen anybody injured their IT bands. Loon. So, so, Loon, you don't, so this you is don't know enough something... guys with a 50 inch vertical. That's why. So this <laughs> is something really interesting that me and John were talking about. So the most common injury for jumping athletes is is tendinopathy right like knee pain mm-hmm. so, yeah like, jumper's knee that type of thing um we're at a point i mean i haven't dealt with like traditional jumper's knee in like years now like it's we basically completely got gotten rid of it but i've been getting lateral like leg pain uh ever since i literally ever since i got to the 48 inch vertical mark then we go mm-hmm. to dunk camp we never hear anybody having those type of issues we go to dunk camp the only other guy who had tested a 50, uh, Chris Bell, he mentions having lateral like leg pain. Then the third guy that we ever talked to that has an official 50 tested ver uh Dak. What, what's it? Uh Darius Darius, Darius Clark. Clark. Uh, yeah, Darius Clark. Yeah. He runs track, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Darius triple Clark, jumper, I thought. Yep. Long yep. jump. So we talked Long to him and he has lateral leg pain. So the only officially tested 50 inch vertical like the guys with 50 inch verticals have all had the same pain like the lateral leg slash hip pain look all Um, i'm saying is you heard it here first the vmo is not the key to jumping higher and healthy knees okay the vastus lateralis is the key to jumping higher and healthy knees all right you heard it here first because every single person that has healthy knees hurts their vastus lateralis or their hips i'm sorry so sorry the key to a 50 inch vertical is your vastus lateralis and healthy knees because they all have healthy knees just not healthy hips <laughs> <laughs> we we uh we joke around with it and it's like levels in a video game right so yeah. you, you people usually get obsessed with with jumping right and the number mm-hmm. one thing to do is jump a lot you want to just put in a ton of yeah. reps get as dunk as much as you can that's level mm-hmm. one level two is knee pain pops up okay yeah. so now you have to beat the knee pain level <laughs> Then after you beat the knee pain level, that's when you can kind of get into the upper 40s vertical as level level three. And then level four, we're coming to find out is the freaking the hip, 
the hip pain slash vastus lateralis. Right. Yeah. It's like it, once you once you pass one level, you just get to the next level of injuries. Back pain's in there somewhere. Did you mention back pain? I was fixing the rug. Oh yeah, back, back pain is just all throughout that. That's if you squat heavy. <laughs> that process yeah. is just yeah. littered with back pain injuries. <laughs> so it's kind of funny. Um, but lunch. I think I, have, I think I, I, uh, I, I don't I don't I don't think um, athlete or uh, I'm sorry not not athlete uh, dunkers. I don't think uh, a lot of dunkers uh, train their hip enough. I think they should focus on hip training like uh internal rotation external rotation adjunction uh, abduction because not a lot of people work on that that's so, where they get their pain right we've done isaiah and i have done quite a bit with uh with actually playing around with that stuff like especially when he was here in what was that isaiah 2022 yeah leading into dunk camp though you were you were here for a bit right uh yes yes yeah so i had a cycle where i actually had him do a lot of banded internal rotation and we don't do too much adduction because obviously you get adduction when you squat like a lot of adduction Mm -hmm. and so it was like okay well and you get abduction too but you know i'll get it i'll do it quite a bit in the circuits and stuff like that just because it is that we do i think that's probably where we differ from a lot of other people is that we have a lot a lot of circuits that are built Mm -hmm. for like accessory work and stuff and Isaiah has like a really, really good base in that. But when these weird like things pop up, like I've noticed with his IT band, like abduction has been super, super valuable. Um, doing yeah. a lot of abduction. Obviously, we do tons of extension. We don't do very much flexion training like at all outside of the sprinting when it's in the programming and just jumping. But part of that is that there's not really much that indicates that, you know, the hip flexors are a key performance indicator for for jumping. I think for sprinting, there's more and more research coming out that the hip yeah. flexors are a little bit more important but than we thought. But it's not like, like you can have amazing hip flexors, but if you have shitty hip extensors, you're not going to be able to, you know, pop off the ground or anything like that. So I think more sprint coaches have started adding in, you know, hip flexor strengthening exercises. But for dunking, it's like that lateral, you know, force generation, the ability to handle the torque that happens through like the whip and flow mechanism of the pelvis, you know, cause your foot hits and then the other side whips around and block foot hits. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. like to be able to handle that, you have to have very, very strong hip rotators. And I, I actually very much agree. I think that it is kind of like a misunderstood or miss probably like, I don't want to say misdiagnosed. It's not the right word, like under addressed issue. Um, I don't, I, I, I periodically have played with it myself. I play with it with a few athletes. I haven't noticed anything drastic happen, you know, after putting it in for a certain cycle, but you know, maybe that's just because jumping itself is such a strong stimulus for training it. You know what I mean? Where it's like, you know, maybe this is a value, but we're not really spending too much time here. Whereas like we've noticed that our time spent on other things like power clean and squat and stuff like that are Mm -hmm. super valuable. You know, that stuff, not one-to-one impacts is vertical, but it, directly impacts it there's a significant difference when his power clean and squat go up you know whether or not his vertical goes up when he does better in hip flexion exercises is kind of debatable i would say so but lunch and i have a question for you because i haven't got to ask you any questions and mm-hmm. technically you're on our podcast but now it's like we're on yeah. your podcast <laughs> so yeah. okay yeah. okay so you what how do you do you know a lot of the professional dunkers in china yeah i know you do, you do. Okay, so who is probably the most talented Chinese? Two or three talented Chinese dunkers. Who are they? I think for now the best is uh, um, a friend of mine. Also, uh, he is called Li Hexu. I don't know. Does he have Instagram? Ever. 
I think his Instagram is like Dunk Lee. Like Dunk, Dunk Lee, space. that's it? Yeah. Okay, so when are we going to get in a podcast with him and you? And you can translate. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'll, I'll see if he, ha- he has the time. I'll Dunk Lee? Is that it? Is there a um, space or yeah. anything? I think there's um like a dash. If you put, I can't uh, find it. I see Slam Dunk Leads, but that's not it. <laughs> Leet? Is it L-E-E-T? No, it, it's L1. Dunk. Like this one. You got to pull it back a little bit. Yeah, yeah. A yeah. little bit more. A little bit more. It's still not focusing. How do you spell it? Oh, oh, oh. There we go. Dunk underscore L1. Yeah. Dunk. Okay, so he's he's probably the best. I think he he is the best. Yeah. Okay. Do you write his training? Uh no, no. Who who's his coach? Uh, he he he's a born athlete. He is a born athlete. Does he train? Yeah, a lot. He does. Okay. Oh, I don't this think uh, his training is um uh, like his training could be better. That that's that's what I'm saying. What do you what do you think is like uh? Better yet, what are some of his like numbers in the weight room? Do you know? Like what is squat or power clean? I think he can squat um one seventy kg. That's like three eighty. Ass to grass or uh nah, like parallel. Okay. Do most do most dunkers squat to parallel or ass to grass there? Um I think they, they, the the only way they can squat ass to grass is they uh, levitate their heels. Right? They put a plate or, or you know, the, the stuff. Wedge or something like that? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the only way they could squat ass to grass. Are their ankles I, just I don't, super tight? Yeah, yeah. Because uh, a lot of dunkers uh, in China run tracks. You know how track and field athletes are really stiff? Oh, like, and their they ankles? Have poor yeah. ankles. Yeah. It's incredible. It's incredible. I love yeah. it. Me too. <laughs> is that so? Is that how most uh, of the pro dunkers got into dunking? Like, was it an offshoot from track and field? Yeah, yeah. A, a lot of dunkers in China run tracks. Like also, they, 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 they don't. They don't really track. play basketball, but they run tracks. <laughs> it's like here. <laughs> Wait, the dunkers, is it the thing? Well, sort of. Like the dunkers. I mean, some of the really talented guys were track and played basketball casually. But then, mm-hmm. like, you know, maybe they didn't have the handles or the IQ, but they're just freak athletes and they like dunking yeah. more. You know yeah. I mean, so it's like, why the hell would I practice shooting a basketball if I just would rather dunk or run track yeah, yeah. or be better at both um, mm-hmm. compared to, like, how I am at basketball? Maybe they'd be great basketball players, but there's so much more to basketball than just being athletic. So I think it's, like, common for guys to, you know, not go the full basketball route because you just have to be so skilled, you know, to be able mm-hmm. to do that. You're not only, like, if you're going that route, you don't only like not only do you have to beat all the genetic freaks that are 6'10 or 6'8, you got to beat all these guys that are your height who mm-hmm. maybe aren't as athletic as you, but can shoot the shit out of the ball, you know, yeah. or have crazy IQ or like have some other, you know, characteristic that will make them successful in basketball. So mm-hmm. I think like dunking is its kind of unique niche where you get to play basketball, you can be a really high level rec basketball player, you get to do it for fun or occasionally do it, you know, for what, what 99% of the people that like basketball do which is just playing it recreationally or, or occasionally you know what i mean or yeah. whatever like you're basically the zion williams williamson of mm-hmm. like that so it's like you know it's like why else would you 
you know, like what, like that's, that's a good, that's a good outcome. <laughs> like, be, be the rec league, Michael Jordan. Um, yeah. And so like, it's fun. And then you also get to post a lot and then you do get those opportunities where you, like, if you're Isaiah, you get opportunities where you get to go to OT and, and play against some of the best high school player players in the world, or you get to go, you know, I, I don't know, meet NBA players or do uh, whatever all-star weekend when it, when he goes or it's like halftime shows or, Mm-hmm. The, the the king's fan fest so it's i think it's a it's like a good in between but i don't know isaiah would you rather play uh like at this at this point would you have rather just gone all basketball like when you had like a 40 inch vertical or, or are you glad that you decided to go into dunking you know i was i was actually thinking about that a lot when i was at, at all-star weekend i was like damn it would have been fun to be an all-star like <laughs> in all-star you're not not only are you there you're an all-star i don't think yeah the thing is is i've had this desire with literally anything i do like even take video games and call of duty right when i first started playing i was like i need to be the best like i gotta be the best in the world at this or if i go freaking like bowling if i go bowling and i suck i will literally get an obsession i will start googling how to bowl like i will start like looking up techniques and stuff like that like mm-hmm. i have this weird obsession to just beat everybody at everything yeah. <laughs> at everything i i do so like to be a a basketball player like i wouldn't have like to just be in the nba like i think it would have been awesome to be like a like an all-star like one of the best basketball players in the nba but if that wasn't the case i would have rather been in the position i'm at with with dunking so you would have been um, like a bouncy nba player is like not as valuable as having the highest vertical in the world yeah yeah exactly do you, exactly. Do you think lunchan do you think isaiah has the highest vertical in the world mm, to be honest no who do you think's higher i think there's always someone <laughs> just <laughs> who we, we just not i don't know but oh, someone... so, you, so you think there's like somebody out there yeah somebody yeah yeah I think yeah. um, to be fair, to be fair, I feel the same way. I feel the same really? way about that. Yeah, because uh, Isaiah is is uh, how do I say this? I think somebody um, can beat Isaiah on a um, like a, a vertical test, but probably he is shorter than Isaiah. Like oh, you're saying probably... he could touch higher? You're saying he? Could... Yeah. Oh, you're saying the person could touch higher, but he's shorter? Yeah, yeah. No, he, or he, he has a higher vertical, saying, but he's yeah. shorter. Higher okay, vertical, yeah. yeah, higher vertical. Yeah. yeah, but he's shorter. Yeah. So you don't think so, he's known because he can't dunk as well? Nah, nah. <laughs> I I don't think guess. there's someone. There, 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 there should be someone. I feel there's the got to be someone who like, can jump higher. I feel the same way. Um, just from people I've seen in person, like I like to this day, the the freakiest jumping i've seen in person and for some reason guys always turn up like i've seen some of the freakiest jump performances ever purely like like for some reason guys just jump really high when they're around me like when i go to like an event or something like that like i just mm-hmm. um but anthony height was probably the most impressive person i've seen it was at, at venice beach and he was doing the bell touch which mm-hmm. at venice beach is super inaccurate because they don't hold it straight yeah. or like yeah, whatever yeah. but just seeing like that day i think he touched close to 12 like and he's five he's five six so i'm 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 still a skeptic 
And the reason why is because I've never seen anyone get as close to you in terms of flight time. And, and I think that that argument is flawed because you could always, you could make that argument for anything. You could be like, there's a better basketball player than Michael Jordan out there, but he's just on the street somewhere playing in Rucker Park. Like, you know, he's better than Michael Jordan. <laughs> I don't think there's anybody know. who's we'll better never than Michael Jordan. Because he never, like, he, you know, he just, no one ever knew about him. Michael Jordan wasn't <laughs> the best. Like, Earl Manigault was the best that never was. <laughs> like, yeah. So I think it's it's like a flawed argument. You yeah. know what I mean? To yeah. me, it's like, you could, like, again, I could say that for sprinters. It could be like, oh, dude, there is some guy in Africa. I freaking know it. Or Jamaica out there who's faster than Usain Bolt. That's but he decided that he was yeah. going to do... He decided he was going to end up being a fisherman instead of sprinting. And so, like, we'll never know how fast he was because, like, he never ended up sprinting. And it's like, yeah. eh, I don't know. I just can't. I, I can't get behind it because it's yeah. like you could. I think it's just like a, a counter. Also, argument. also a counterpoint to um, a counter to what I was saying, I guess, like a, an argument for me being the highest devil's advocate for yeah. or against your initial point. Yeah, is. <laughs> that day so my peak fluctuates a lot like i have i basically have like an average level of jumping and dunking and then i have these random peak days they come like twice a year two or three times a year where i've had three months of training i've done the strength cycles hypertrophy cycles peak perfectly i'm i'm usually doing a little bit of power work i'm completely completely healthy and my vertical is just like just skyrockets seeing how i jump on those days like i it, it's very hard for me to fathom someone beating that because like take me at dunk camp i would have felt like i could just jump higher than every, everybody on the planet like like that mm -hmm. week my mindset's different now because it's been a while since i've hit that like i've been like an inch or two off of that Mm -hmm. And like the, my confidence level goes down with it, but like just thinking how high I was jumping on that day, like that, uh, yeah, that that would be very very difficult to beat. I, I, I will say, I thought you were approaching that at dunk camp when you were warming up, and I was talking to you. I know, bro. I know. <laughs> I was. I felt it. I felt it. He, John's talking about uh, the day I got hurt. Mm -hmm. I was I was warming up, man, and I think it would have been one of my one of my best days ever, but. It was, it was, uh, it, I think the reason he tweaked his IT band, partially tore it, whatever we want to call it. I don't think you're in that much pain unless you partially tear it, honestly, because I've never seen Isaiah in that much pain in my entire life. I don't think I've ever seen anyone that had tendon pain. I, I, I've seen people tear their Achilles, like literally on the track running, fat guy on the track, tears his Achilles and was in like about as much pain as Isaiah was. So I was really freaking nervous because like I walked over and Isaiah's pretty tough, right? I've I've like, you know, this kid, he's literally gotten punched in the face by his friends sometimes for fun and laughs it off. Um, don't ask me why, but that happens. And I've I've put him through grueling workouts, whatever else. Like that's his life is just suffering. So he literally lands and I see him grimace and I'm like, oh, that's not right. And the way he limped off and laid down on the bench and was just like hands on his face, like breathing intensely like oh like i can't like it hurts so bad i was like oh shit this is mm -hmm. this is pretty bad um i think the reason that happened is because his output was going to be at that within that one you know one percent day that he has mm -hmm. and you know it's like if you're trying to tap into that when you're not fully warm you're not fully your hips not fully compliant you're having that like as i said you have a little bit of an injury or something that becomes a bigger issue on the day it's like mm -hmm. you know that 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 was the result so 
it sucks. And I think too, it, it's like, well, why didn't you guys see this coming or no? It's like, we did. <laughs> like, we did everything. I was literally much I was, correctly. I was so stupid. There were some jumps where I was fighting off limping. Like I wanted to limp and I was like, nope, just like walk normal. <laughs> and then that jump happened. So it was, it was a hundred percent preventable, but it happens. Was it, was it before you hit all those uh, dunks or after? After. So the dunks that I've been posting were all leading up to that. So I was warming up. Like all those dunks uh -huh. that I the 360 behind the back, my East Bay, uh behind the back over somebody. Like I was that was probably like 15, 20 minutes in. And then mm -hmm. I tried uh I tried crown. So mm -hmm. anytime I do reverse jump, that's it like hurts more just because of the, yeah. the, the it's more compressive. It's more compressive uh -huh. forces. Um and yeah, I tried crown once. That's when I was like limping. I was like, "Ooh, like this feels kind of bad." Second attempt at crown. That's when it just I felt the pop. And, yeah, it was bad. But, so, Munchen, so you, how many? You could you could have jumped higher that day, right? It's possible. Yes, it's, it's, it's possible. Very possible. That's exactly. what we're saying. Like we very think accuracy. <laughs> there, yeah, that's like that's like the same. You know, kind of like counter argument. It's like maybe he would have jumped a second yeah. in the air that day. We don't know. <laughs> like, he was he was ready. That's a fact. That's it. a fact. <laughs> yeah. yeah so it was um it, it it sucked but it's like one of those things where you know mm -hmm. coming back from it i think it'll it will make a cool story and then on top of that like it is a learning experience you know i don't think anyone has had this problem to this degree in yeah. two foot jumping i don't i don't even people don't even know this is a thing it, it's so new and maybe it gives us more insight to what's actually dictating success in two foot jumping you know what i mean it's like kind of uh, a clue and uh you know success leaves clues right isaiah yep i actually every single injury that i've ever had i actually feel extremely blessed to have gone through the injuries because one it just teaches me more about my body and how to train properly and then two it make it's made me a better coach like i wouldn't be at the level i'm at with coaching guys through knee pain if i hadn't gone through knee pain i want to be at the level i'm at with co coaching back pain if i hadn't gone through back pain so i see this as just like it's going to make me a better athlete and a coach um and i'm actually happy so like when i was younger from age so i started getting knee pain when i was 14 so from age 14 to 21 basically had uh crippling knee pain and that's normally the the age where guys are healthy, right? That's the age where you can go outside and jump as hard as you can yeah. and not worry and then go back the next day and jump as hard as you can and not worry about mm -hmm. any injuries. Um, because of having gone through that at a young age, I learned to warm up properly, to train properly, to, to go through load management and that, that type of training. Um, and it's made me – I feel like it's given me a lot more longevity um, in dunking than what is typically seen from guys because – what I see a lot is you'll have a freak athlete, right? The guys who are born being able to jump high and they go all their lives up until their late 20s being able to dunk, right? And this is like 90% of pro, pro dunkers. Then they go through an injury in their late 20s, early 30s, and mm -hmm. that becomes the end of their career because they don't know how to deal with it versus now. Like, I'm just like, I, I know how to how to take care of injuries at this point, so yeah, I, I just know I'm gonna be back and I'm gonna be like stronger yeah. than I was before. So yeah, so yeah, I see them all. You have been through that, yeah, yeah. We've been. 
I've been through, been through a lot. <laughs> yeah, I've I've had terrible ankle sprains where I was out for like two three months. Uh, quad pulls. Uh, the third year that I was training with John, um, I had really really bad quad pulls, and that that affected me for probably like four or five months. Um, mm -hmm. so this isn't this isn't my first rodeo. Like we've your been. Foot, we've what been was through. up with your foot? I don't forget. It was a. Uh, uh, I can't remember what it was. was you, couldn't, during... you, couldn't, you couldn't pronate. That was that was the ankle injury. So I oh I that hurt, is the ankle injury you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, I, I hurt my ankle like really bad. Like it was a terrible ankle sprain. Um, in Australia, landed on a ball, <laughs> and then a fat kid. How uh, did it fell happen? It. A fat kid. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I was in Australia. I was this poor do a, fat kid. <laughs> I was gonna do a dunk contest against Jordan Koganen and Guy Dupuy. This is right before quarantine. This was like February 2020. Um, I'm jumping super high. This is my like, this is my moment to beat Jordan Kilgannon and Gita Pui in a contest. Those are like my idols, right? Um, and we were doing dunk sessions, and I was just part of my language, but I was fucking them up all week, like, doing in, doing sessions. Um, and then the last day that I'm there, uh, we're warming up for a contest. There's the main court, and then there's, like, a side court, that sport court. And we're warming up, and I do a dunk. Ball rolls on the floor. I land right on the ball, and my ankle just boop, boop just terrible ankle sprain what are the odds of that um, yeah, yeah, yeah we don't like to that think was, about it which john <laughs> by the john by the way that ankle sprain in terms of pain might have been worse like thinking thinking about how much how much it hurt at the time like it might have it was more the this pain that i went through lasted longer like the pain lasted longer but this one was like just acute. It was like a very acute. Like you uh, thought you broke shit in your ankle. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was that one was bad. So then I'm watching the dunk contest. Right, I have my legs like propped up. I'm sitting on the ground. I got ice on it. This fat kid comes running along, trips, and falls right on my ankle <laughs> again. <laughs> So that yeah, that was not that was not good. Um, and then the recovery for that, like the, the swelling went down. We did all the rehab, but I ended up having Achilles issues. And uh, what's the what's the ligament that runs on the inside inside of the foot? Oh, uh, I know. I can't. It wasn't well. It wasn't your plantar fascia, was it? No, no, no. It wasn't. It wasn't my plantar fascia. I don't remember what it was. I can't remember what it yeah. was that you but, had. But basically, I had I had problems with like internal rotation and pronation um for a, for a while like that was that was a few months that i had to deal with that that one sucked um, and he was emotionally yeah. going through it so he, not only could yeah. he not dunk but emotionally he's struggling and his his ankle is just fucked yeah <laughs> it was a it was a rough time but oh, i had a question i, I did question get really high quality training you did get really high quality training i think that training is what set you up to hit 50 for the next like it, i think it set the groundwork it laid the groundwork for it i think yeah. Like you got gotta so much stronger during that period. Yeah, I couldn't. Exactly. I couldn't jump. I couldn't jump, but I could lift. So yeah, my training was just perfect. That's also when he got the TFL issue during that. Period. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so I had a question for you, Lan Chen. What yeah. is uh? So Chen Chen Zing. I don't know how you say it. Mm -hmm. X I N. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So the guy that jumps off one that said he had like uh -huh. a fifty-two inch vertical. What do you think is you think his actual vertical is? And just tell me a little bit about him. He's like a, he is so interesting to me. A super interesting athlete to me. Because he's older too, right? Yeah, yeah. He He's older than us. I think like, he's 36. Uh, I, yeah, I think. 
He, he's 36. Wow. Um, he was a long jumper from track and field. Yeah. Really? What was his best yeah. long jump? I, I didn't know. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I don't out. know him that well. I Why not? To be honest, I, I don't know him that well. But uh, he's a great athlete. He's a freak athlete. Um, the, the point is, I always convince myself that seeing is believing. I've never seen uh, a 52 you know, with with my eyes. So seeing is believing. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <clears throat> so then what, in terms of like his training, do you know anything about his training or anything? No, not really. I'm he's not just that like, familiar with him. Yeah, he's just like this. He is like uh, an anomaly. He no one knows. It. Does he try to keep it secretive? His training? No, I don't think. I don't think so. Where can we find his training? Where can I study his training? <laughs> from from Douyin? <laughs> from Douyin? <laughs> from Douyin? Yeah, yeah. I don't have Douyin. I have TikTok. <laughs> yeah. How do I get Douyin? Uh, to be honest, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Because uh, if you download, if you if you search for Douyin uh, in United States, you get TikTok. Yeah, and if I search TikTok in China, I found Douyin. But these two are different; they are not on the same platform. It's not fair. I want yeah. I want Douyin so I can watch I can watch my guy Chen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, so Just, then, uh, like I said, I, I I don't know him that well, so I don't know anything about his training. But I know yeah. he can lift heavy. He can lift heavy. Yeah, I've heard he's very strong in like hex bar deadlift and stuff, and like yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. regular deadlift. And he's very light. He's like super light. I think he weighs like seventy yeah. kilos or something like that, maybe less. Less, yeah. Sixty? Is he 60? sixty something? Sixty something kilos. What? Yeah, he's I think so. So skinny, <laughs> Isaiah. Yeah, he is like yeah. he's built like uh, you know when Goku goes uh like like in super when he turns into God mode and he's just like skinnier and faster with yeah, the red yeah. hair. That's like what he looks like. <laughs> like That's crazy. That's yeah. light. That is so yeah. light. He flies. I, 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 I don't think too. you have to be strong uh, in dunking. Like you don't have to be heavy in dunking. No, but no. You want basketball. Be you have yeah, because basketball is a contact sport. So you got to be yeah. really big to play basketball. But dunking is a non-contact sport. So you don't have to be heavy. Yeah, and he is. I, I think Isaiah and I don't. We lack the discipline necessary to get to the level of skinniness that would mm -hmm. be required uh like so how, how heavy how heavy are you right now isaiah i'm one i i think i'm i'm a little lighter now but last time i weighed myself i was 185 so that's mm -hmm. 84 kilos okay yeah which is that's really really heavy for me um i think when i tested 50 i was 181 I was yeah probably like, what like is that eighty two kilos I think what is it, what what was it uh one eighty one one eighty oh yeah 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 you were you were light. yeah eighty two like, like eighty two kilos yeah um, what is in terms of uh like the freakiest athlete you've ever seen Lun Chen who was the freakiest athlete you've ever seen in terms of dunking or track or basketball either or but one for each one for for each. That we wouldn't uh, in know. Terms of, mm -hmm. In terms of jumping, um, I I've shown Isaiah uh the footage of the guy dunk, like um four months ago. Uh, wait, let me let me search it for you. Uh, he's the guy who tested um one of three centimeters on uh, opto jump. 
this guy. I don't know if you can see it. Hey, let me, let me. Um, so this one is. Jeez. Is that with yeah. the, is that with off the jump? Yeah. See, there's a footage right here. Um, wow. Did he have an approach into it? Yeah. Uh, okay. The flight time was zero nine one seven. Wow. That's actually really solid. That's yeah. really impressive. What yeah, um in terms nine of one seven. Yeah. In terms of his strength levels, where was he at? Uh he can clean one thirty, one thirty kilo. Holy shit. Yeah. So that's uh, that's like two eighty six to ninety. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Did I? Did we both and, say it at the same time? I said two eighty six. We did. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that's yeah, two eighty six. That's what. What's he weigh? Seventy three kilo, seventy five. So he's kilos. light. He's like one. Yeah, sixty nine, something like wow. that. Yeah, probably. Yeah, that's and like, he can Isaiah. squat. How tall is I he? I think he can squat one sixty, one seventy kilo. I think he looks like he's my build, like my my height, right? Like six six foot. Yeah, six foot. 183 ish yeah. 185 mm -hmm. yeah he mm -hmm. looks he looks like he's my build but like five kilos he runs better. tracks too he what runs 100 meter <laughs> well how fast is he um 10 second 10.8 10.7 i think you know what's crazy we did a podcast yeah. today with a guy named daniel bramble I, I don't know if you saw me post it um he he runs a 10 8 long jumps 8 25 and he was like i think i want to get into dunking too it looks like fun <laughs> we, were yeah. Like, yeah. we were like yeah you but should he, you should do that <laughs> he does long jump too this guy the guy we interviewed today yeah he was a 10 10 8 sprinter but he could probably have run faster he hit he had hit 11 meters per second in his like 10 meter fly which is mm -hmm. pretty your move like you could probably run 10 i don't know between 10 5 and 10 7 i think if you can hit that max velocity if you can hold it i mean depending mm -hmm. on what type of sprinter you are but i yeah. mean he could probably he could run down there in the 100 if he developed that quality and uh he long jumped 821 yeah so that's 20 almost 27 that's really feet. good yeah. 27 feet that's like crazy and that's he was world like, class yes he was he was he was like on that stage um he's like one of the you know british athletics best best long jumpers when he was competing mm -hmm. and he had an ankle injury from taking off and he broke his ankle and he was like, yeah, I think I'm just going to like give this up for like, he tried for a year and two years and was kind of like, okay, I'm, I'm done. I can't do this anymore. Um, which like, you know, respect to him for sticking it out that long, trying to make a comeback from that. Cause it was a brutal injury, but, uh, okay. So other, other questions I have, who was the most impressive non dunking athlete you'd ever seen or basketball, sorry, basketball athlete you'd seen. You know, uh, I've worked with a lot of professional basketball players, like CBA players. They are like crazy. They have like super high basketball IQs. Maybe they're not athletic, like like dunkers or track and fielders, but they're smart. They play smart and um, they know how to handle the ball. So I think basketball is a really interesting sport because you don't have to run fast or jump that high to play basketball. Like uh, your gauge, right? Like your gauge, like yeah. uh, uh, Luca Doncic, yeah, Luca Doncic. They're not that fast, and they don't jump high, but they are they're really, big. really good at basketball. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. they're huge. Like, 
So basketball yeah, is, is really interesting. Yeah, I think I think the IQ thing is a really, really good point. Is like yeah. and I've always said that, you know, the ability to see the court, like you have eyes yeah. in the back of your head is mm-hmm. you know, that's really that's what crazy. I think. It makes you super talented. Have you ever heard of Pat Dickert? Do you know who Pat Dickert is? No. He dunked from the free throw line. He lived in China for like a year or two and did basketball camps all around China. Um Pat Dickert? Uh D I C K E R T. Dickert. Dickert. Yeah. Oh, he, um, a white guy, right? Yeah. yeah. I, I've heard of him. I've heard of him. He he's like very popular in uh, in China, to my understanding. Probably on Douyin. He's probably really popular on Douyin. I'm pretty sure. Um, like more popular on Douyin than he is in, on TikTok or Instagram in the U.S. But now hey, he plays. Hey. He plays in Norway now. He dunked on the free throw line, uh-huh. and he's six foot. John, are you able to? Are you able to share screen? Like, give me share screen. Like um, that? can I give you that option? Yeah. I don't know. Offer to go do to. It. You have to go to privacy or security or something like that. I have security. Here we yeah. go. Enable waiting room. Share screen. Yep. There we go. Sweet. Yeah, yeah. Lun Chen, you should you should share your screen and show us. I don't know if you're allowed to do that, but. Yeah, this is him. <laughs> oh, that's Pat Decker. Yeah. Oh yeah, I've seen him. I've seen him. Did you meet him? You ever meet him? Uh, nah, not not in person. Not in person, though. No. No, he's a he's a good dude. He he brought up there's a speed jumper in China who is unbelievable. Um, have you ever heard of like underground Isaiah? What's it called? Underground? Uh, under uh, underdogs? Underdogs, right? Underdog. Yeah, yeah. They're like it's a like basketball. A it's like a basketball tournament thing or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, then it's a one-on-one it, tournament. No, it's dunking, or it's like China dunking or dunking in China or something like that. Or like there's like an Instagram account where it's like all the best Chinese dunkers and stuff like that. I don't know if it's like, I think it's, I think it's King Kings of underground. They post a lot of the dunkers from China. Made in, was it made in China? Is that what it was? There was another account, Isaiah, that used to post a lot of Chinese dunkers. It was like Mick dunks, I think is what it was called. Mick. Oh yeah. 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 This right here. Oh wait, sorry. Hold on. Let's see if my ex- expensive camera can focus on that. Can you read it? Oh, M I C. Yeah. M I C. Look, at, look that up. Tell me if you know any of these guys. See, they don't post anymore. Mick Dunk. Yeah, I, I remember that page. Yeah. Yeah, they they stopped posting. The latest one is from 2020. Yeah, have you ever seen any of these guys? Um, yeah, some I've seen some of them. Who's the the guy in the first clip that jumps over the car that windmills over the car? Who is that? Um, his name is Yi Jinhong. How do you uh, spell that? I don't think he has any accounts uh, overseas. Is he is he really popular? Yeah, yeah, he's really popular. I know he's so, good. Uh, he he run tracks too. What's he doing track? High jump? Um 200 and 400, I think. What's he what are his times? I don't know. I don't know. But I can ask. I can ask for you. Yeah, right if now. you can find out, I'm so curious. I want to talk to him. He seems like he's a speed jumper and he's just so freaky. Yeah. Like <laughs> him and does Wait. is he are, let, let me the, ask all, right now. I can get answers right now. That is 
He's talking to he's talking to this guy right here. I think he's talking to someone that knows him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's good friend. His girlfriend? No, no, no he's, he's friend. Good friend. He's friend. Yeah. Oh. He's good friend. I was like, yeah. dude, why are you voice messaging his girlfriend? <laughs> <laughs> That's just weird. That's super weird. Yeah, I was yeah. like, he's gonna kill you. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so is your and then Isaiah, what was the uh who was the other guy you were friends with, Lan Chen? Really good friends with. That's like that that did the float dunk. I think he he's the guy that did the scoop from the from the free throw line. Ah, uh, that, that's the the guy I just Lee showed dunks, you. Dunk dunk leads dunk yeah, L one Isaiah. Dunk look him up real yeah. quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Li Hexu. Yeah, he lives in Beijing too. Really? Do you, yeah. do you train him as well? Nah, you don't train nah. him. Who's his coach? Oh, this is TikTok. Uh, I don't know his coach though. But he, uh, he's, he's just done. an anomaly. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that one, Li Hexu. I think he's the best right now in China. Wow. Is that a 10-foot rim? <laughs> is no. that a 10-foot rim? Oh, this one is. Yeah. That, is that, that was actually a crazy, crazy attempt. Yeah. This is this is definitely a podcast you have to watch. I don't even know if I'm going to upload oh it onto the streaming platforms. God. That he's nasty at scoops, dude. Yo, he is yeah. so nasty. I just got a crazy idea. Don't do it. Imagine <laughs> do, imagine this with a double elbow. That's that's like what that's like is what that Kilgannon tried, but then Kilgannon like died. Possible. Yeah, you put me you put, you put me on that rim, I'll pull it off. What height is that rim there? Nine, Which one? That one. I I that one I don't know, but I don't think it's it's ten. I don't think it's ten. Isaiah, how high you think that rim is? Oh, that's the. Which one? This one. The one that uh, you this one's a low put one. Put me on that rim. That one. That I I feel like that other one's probably nine eight. Oh, that was nice. Yo, his technique. He's nasty. Is, his technique yeah. is perfect off two feet. Is he? Yeah. You said he's a track guy too. Yeah, uh, he was a long jumper. Do they? Do they still compete or no? No, no. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> he is. That's nasty. just crazy, right? That's just crazy. Like, look at his oh feet. My look at his God. feet off the ground, dude. He. I wish you would do stuff like that, Isaiah. Why don't you try stuff like that, bro? There's so many dunks. Like I literally go into sessions and I I just like get lost. I'm like I don't know what to do. <laughs> so, uh, Lan Chen, all the are the most of these guys. I don't know if you answered this question. Do they mm -hmm. do they train like like professional athletes or do they just kind of like dunk recreationally? Do they play basketball? Like what are they? What are their like? What is their lifestyle like? This is just dunking. They they don't really play basketball. They just dunk. Do they do they do a lot of events? in china oh yeah yeah really so like uh, actually dunking what? is dunking is uh more popular in china than it is in united states isaiah we've been <laughs> saying this we have been saying this for yeah. ages we're like if only we could coach chinese athletes we just need to learn it's an easy thing to do all we have to do is learn mandarin and how to read how to read that, that's the hardest one it. that's the hardest what are you thing? talking about it's not even that no i'm kidding <laughs> like, um, how, you know how big so when you say it's big in china like how big is it 
Like, how many people are still watching this? Six <laughs> hundred. Uh, <600? laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you're not even speaking Mandarin, like to it. You're not even translating. Yeah. Uh, to be fair, if we are uh, having this conversation in Chinese, it's gonna get huge, like boom. Yeah. Because uh, not not a lot of people understand us right now. But okay, if they here's do, what we're gonna do. Here's what we're gonna uh, do. We're gonna we're gonna translate. I want you to translate the conversation in real time. And gonna... <laughs> <laughs> I'll try. I can try. <laughs> Did you do that for Isaiah's podcast? Uh nah, nah. But uh, but I put a, a, a subtitle, right? Uh, I put a translation on the bottom. Oh, okay, 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 okay. How popular was his podcast in China? Uh, it's popular, but not that popular. Not that like popular. like that episode. Yeah, that so it's. Uh, I think I have almost 10 k views. That's pretty good. But, I think we're getting. <laughs> I don't know. We're getting like six or seven per episode that we post. Like between all, like actually between all the platforms, Isaiah, what do you think we get? Like six or seven, probably. Yeah, I mean, at its at its peak, we were we were killing it. Recently, it's been a little lower just because we're extremely inconsistent. <laughs> yeah, but I've been we're more consistent. We have two podcasts in one day. That's pretty consistent. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so, so I, I had I had more questions about about the pro the pro dunking thing. Okay, wait. So <laughs> how are we gonna do this, Isaiah? This is what we're gonna do. You're gonna ask the question. And then lunch and you can you can uh translate it and then translate the question translate the question for them yeah and no then problem. answer it in mandarin and then you can tell us what you said <laughs> okay yeah let's try that so um i mean i don't know you don't have to answer it or if you're comfortable answering it but do pro dunkers make a li like are they able to make a living there and if you know how well of a living like how much money are they, are they making or anything like that because i know in the u.s it's only the top like the top three guys in the world are the only people who can and it's sparse the like the top guy makes a lot more than the second or third guy <laughs> yeah yeah, mm -hmm. yeah um wait let me say this in mandarin first uh yeah. uh let me say this a pro dunker in china makes at least i think at least five times that more than Pro dunker in the United States. Give me like five. the U.S. estimate, like like on average in USD, how much would they make annually? I think uh, the top tier, top tier dunkers. Yeah, top make, top three. Uh, yeah, top three. I think they can make at least a hundred k in USD, at least wow. a year. Yeah, a top year. three at least. Isaiah, I'm you going to China. Beijing. Yeah. <laughs> you're welcome here <laughs> that's yeah that that's pretty freaking crazy this is what i'm gonna do i'm gonna take five athletes we're gonna move to we're gonna move to beijing okay mm -hmm. i'll coach all of you guys in a house what we'll do is we'll pull our money and kill money all the dunk contests yes yes <laughs> we'll we'll pull all our money together okay you guys only have to pay the dunkers will just pay for my coaching right you guys can take all the prize money and i'll just work on mandarin i'll just work on my mandarin while i'm there and i'll live in beijing <laughs> yo that is crazy 
I wow. I'm so I, I won't say <laughs> so speechless. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I think before before last year, uh, to give you a, a comparison, and this is strictly just from dunking. So in in 2019, that's when I was like traveling a lot. I was doing dunk contests all year. That yeah. year, I I made 19k off of dunking in 2019, and that's when I was like traveling I, I i went to china once i australia japan latvia and i was winning so that's that's crazy now i know i know guys make a lot of money off of like social media and like brand deals uh-huh. and sponsorships and stuff yeah. like that um but yeah not there isn't a lot of guys clearing Cle- clearing six figures one uh, one guy <laughs> And I think I think you guys know. know yeah, blue, blue hair guy. All right, so now you can tell him in in Mandarin if you want what your answer was because I don't know if you said it. Oh, I, I have already said it. Oh, you said it in Mandarin already. Yeah. Oh, sick, perfect. Okay, Isaiah, do you have other questions you want to ask? Um. Not, not. I can't think of any at the at the moment. Okay, I have <laughs> I have a couple. Okay, in terms of training, who who does your training most emulate? Wait, wait, in terms of like your coaching, again? in terms of your coaching style, like if you had to work with a pro dunker, who would you most emulate, or like the jumper or something like that? Would you pick a track coach? Would you pick us? Who would you most emulate their training? Like the the like if you were coaching your dunk friends, how would you? Who? What coach would you be like? I'd model it after this guy. You don't have to say me outside of me because I don't know if I'm an answer. But let's say someone else. Other than myself. <laughs> So yeah, like where would you get your influences? Would you just like pick your like are you are you natively thinking of all of these concepts? Like you would just do it yourself? Yeah. Uh here's the thing. I think um I take a lot of my training from track and field, but I think dunking is still different from tracks. Because in tracks you don't have to move laterally, but dunking sometimes you need a rotation. Just uh, track and field is like um how to how do I say this? You see one one plane, sagittal team team yeah, sagittal. sagittal, yeah yeah. You don't you don't have to train other planes, but basketball and dunking requires training in different planes. So that that's that's one different thing. Uh, but the other thing is dunking is not fast. I don't think dunking is fast. Dunking is a relatively slow sport, I think, in my opinion. You Track, think in terms run, of like ground contact times and and force yeah, and uh, yeah. and horizontal velocities and vertical velocities. Yes, yes, yes. I agree. It's not. I agree fast. with that. I mean, you're probably so dunking at- requires a lot of uh, slow slow training, kind of like a squat. You can you, you can squat a lot if you want to dunk, uh, but in terms of track and field. Um, you should squat, but you don't have to squat too much. You don't need to squat too much. You got to be fast. You know, you, you have the ability to generate um, a lot of force during that short contact time. You got to have a uh, really high RSI. Uh, you should know RSI, right? Mm-hmm. You got to have a high react- reactive strength index to run fast. But dunking is not. You, know, not. you know what's really interesting about you saying that is We've so right, we usually use like strength cycles, power cycles, elastic cycles, yeah. 
and the elastic like power and elastic cycles usually work on like 95 percent of the athletes uh, that yeah. uh, we coach mm-hmm. i because of injuries i had never gotten to do a lot of elastic training um like plyos and stuff like that this yeah. last uh i think november through december i did like traditional like depth jumps uh quarter squats uh that mm-hmm. like that type of training and my vertical actually went down doing doing elastic training you should uh, you should share that in mandarin to your to your listeners yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <音><音><音><音><音><音><音><音><音><音><音><音><音><音><音><音><音><音><音><音><音><音><音><音><音><音><音><音><音><音><音><音><音><音><音><音><音><音><音><音><音><音><音><音><音><音><音><音><音><音
and like a compression and push versus like a, you know, a deflection. And um, I think that that makes it vastly, vastly different. So I don't know if you want to translate any of that relevance to your your viewers, but.呃，跑和跳的项目有时候对这个呃双脚起跳的并没有那么大的转化，而反而是这个呃铅球啊、标枪啊、铁饼这些带一点这个旋转的，然后这个呃接触地面的时间更接接近啊，更类似双脚起
He's right there to the right. Yeah. THP, look at that. There's Richard and Jimmy. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. In all their glory. I mean, he's good. He's pretty good. And he, um, his vertical during the heavy, heavy lifting usually goes down quite a bit. And then after deloading a bit, he, it comes right back up, you know, and same thing like Isaiah, the same things kind of happened. So he went through that depth jump cycle, went to the max strength cycles, vertical was decimated. It was higher before the max strength cycles, max strength cycles came in, was decimated. Now he's microdosing and his verticals climbing up again. So I think it's like really hard to tell how long yeah. those latent effects of the elastic mm-hmm. training is. Because, you know, it's, it's not variable enough where it's like, oh, for sure. Like that's for sure what it is. And it's also not, um, it's not like as concrete where it's like, oh, their vertical super high now. So it had to be that because they've had several months of loading and unloading between then and now I've kind of said to Isaiah that for him specifically, because his one foot vertical went up a lot. And so you'd think, well, how is it possible that your nervous system's trashed? If your one foot mm-hmm. vertical is going up, but your two foot vertical is mm-hmm. going down because one foot is probably more neurally demand. Eh, maybe not, maybe not more neurally de- demanding, but it's, it's very neurally demanding. You know, I don't know but, if you can make a, a case for a, either one. A counterpoint to that is I am very, my tra- like tra- training age isn't the right word, but I'm a, more of a beginner when it comes to one foot. Um, yeah, that is true. Yeah. Uh, Sort of. Kind of. Kind of. Kind of. More compared to me, but I'm like an old sage when it comes to one foot jumping. So <laughs> So uh I, Isaiah, how high can you reach off one foot? Uh I tested forty inches last time. Forty inches off of my left leg, which is actually my I can jump higher off my right leg. Um and me too. Yeah, yeah. Uh it's just my right leg at the time I didn't feel comfortable because of injuries. I didn't feel comfortable jumping off of mm-hmm. that, but uh 40 inches is my all-time PR. That's crazy. I, I touched 11.4, 11.5. I think it was 11.5 that I touched. Which is so impressive. When yeah. I tell you I was upset, when I tell you I was upset, I was a little upset. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I've trained my whole life for this. This and kid did one block. <laughs> What was interesting yeah. is during that elastic cycle, I did no jumping off of one foot. Nope. And then I, and then on that deload week, I was jumping off two, jumped for like an hour and a half. I was like, I was getting tired and I was like, oh, let me try some some one foot jumps. And then ended up like flying off of one, which now that I uh, remember, John, I tested 40 at the most intense week. That was before deload. Oh, you didn't even. <laughs> yeah. So he didn't I, mention. So I was feeling better the next week. So it's probably it's possible I could have tested 41 or 42. Obviously. I'm just gonna end it all. My life doesn't <laughs> purpose anymore. <laughs> Everything I've done is pointless. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. It's all relative. I, I love training and you know, I don't feel I I genuinely don't feel that way. But comparison is, comparison is the thief of joy. Exactly. Exactly. I like exactly who I am and where I'm at in life. I'm totally content with it. Except sometimes I can't sleep at night. But if you want to say say this in Mandarin to your viewers, tell them yeah. one of the best pieces of advice that I can give somebody is never, ever compare yourself to another athlete. Only compare yourself to the person you were. Compare yourself to yesterday. That's yes. it. No and you should, you should give a little bit of the background of what we just talked about for 20 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> That's philosophy. <laughs> yeah. 
前一阵训练的时候，单脚跳的很高，跳摸了一个十一尺五，十一尺五可能是我想想是多高啊？是三米四十大几？然后呢，就说这个他的这个训练也比较有意思。我们先刚才谈了一阵他的训练，然后就说这个这样他一一直是单脚起跳，但是他呃。他没想到以赛亚就是随便练了一个周期啊，就是一个中周期，应该是可能一个月吧，六周这样，结果就能单脚比他摸得高了，所以他就说这个这事儿很有意思。然后说这个呃运动员嘛，运动员就是这样的，就是他天赋也比较好啊。然后以赛亚就说你不能，呃，他说以赛亚说啊，这个给就现在看直播啊，然后包括看录播的观众一个最好的建议就是千万别跟别人比啊，跟你自己比。所以说这个还挺有哲学的，挺有意思啊。Right. So, so, um, John, uh, how high can you, can you touch? Can you reach? I can touch. I've foot. touched eleven, eleven two and a half, eleven three. Isaiah, something like that. It was a thirty-nine that you tested. Thirty-nine, seven, eleven. So I think eleven two. Is that what I touched? Yeah. yeah. I think eleven two. But、um, you jump way higher now. Yeah. <laughs> you haven't tested. <laughs> I know that's the thing. I really need to. I need to like get a good testing day. I haven't practiced the Vertec much. So、yeah. I should really, I really should do that because I there's days where I'm I'm more streaky than Isaiah even for sure. Like there's been days where I've looked like gotten close. I'm like, oh shit, my head is like very close to the rim right now, and I did not expect、mm-hmm. that to be the case. I think what a lot of people have been saying over the last, honestly, I've heard it more frequently over the last month because I've been seeing people more frequently in person. Is that、mm-hmm. like, and especially actually probably the last two months.、Um, Oh shit, John! Like you've gotten so much better at dunking.、Um, like I, Travis, one of the athletes that we that we coach, you know, he he had told me that in October, and then I saw some guys recently in in Utah, and they were saying the same thing. Like, how did you get so much? I feel like you came out of nowhere. You went from like k- kind of average, like okay, to like really good, really fast. <laughs>、yeah. And I was like, well, there's a bunch of variables that played a role in that. But yeah, now I can. I think I probably like my best best days. I don't, Isaiah. What do you like? Forty-one, forty-two, maybe. I'm like、I、my、so. best, best days. Probably. I think so. I the day I was feeling amazing, where I was probably around forty-one, forty-two. Um, I've seen John, like my one-handers didn't look as good as his one-handers. That's um, it's yeah, just it's just my hands. I can't do the I have really good. I have really, really good hands <laughs> compared to John.、Oh. Yeah, his <laughs> But, we've measured we've measured how long it takes him to do like a tamala or like a between the legs, and it's literally like I'm thirty percent, thirty percent to thirty five percent slower than he is. Like、yeah. he can, not only that, but Isaiah can tap in to more of that vertical on those jumps. Like his flight time will be higher on those jumps than like my flight time will be on those same jumps because he can just tap into that vertical. More consistently and easily, because he just—I、yeah. think he's just more versatile when it comes to dunking and jumping. And like, I don't know, he just has that. I think reactivation,、yeah. and I don't、yeah. know, I don't know. But you do. I think it's a—it's <laughs> definitely a comfort thing. Um, com- like your comfortable comfortability with the ball. Uh,、yeah. the more comfortable you are, the higher you can jump while doing a trick. Uh, that's actually like Jordan Kilgannon. His what makes Jordan Kilgannon so elite is you can ask him to do any dunk, any dunk in the world, and he's gonna use ninety nine percent of his vertical. When、mm-hmm. you'll get a re- a normal dunker, a dunker who's not as good, and you ask them to do like let's say let's say a three sixty a, a reverse three sixty East Bay off a lob, right? If you ask a regular athlete to do that, they're gonna use eighty percent of the vertical. 
Jordan's going to be going 99% of his vertical on every mm-hmm. single jump, uh, which is a complete skill, skill on of its own. I, I definitely agree. Like I short my arm swing. I short my last stride. I don't run with the same velocity. If I'm going to do a lob and do any trick dunk I, I've, and I've gotten better. I think that's maybe the biggest way I've gotten better, but I'm not yeah. as, I'm not even close to some of these other guys. I think that's where people see me getting better at dunking is not because I'm even jumping that much higher. I'm definitely jumping higher, but I don't think I'm jumping that much higher. I think what's happening is the I'm techniques getting into, better, right? <laughs> yeah. I'm tapping into more of that vertical and my hands yeah. are getting faster. Like my dunk technique is getting yeah. better. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, I, yeah, but I would guess, I would guess for your vertical, I, my low end estimate is 41. I would say on the higher end, it's probably like 43, maybe like maybe. my best, best days. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, that's I, flattering. I would, I would give that. I would give it. That's that crazy. <laughs> that's flattering. I've seen you dunking. You can jump high. You jump high. Yeah, I do. It's just like I'm. I'm very uh, kind of one one trick pony. Like I'm okay. when I am tapping into that, you know, forty to forty three inch vertical. You're mm-hmm. talking. I had good caffeine. My body's deloaded. The lob's perfect, and mm-hmm. uh, the court's nice. Lighting's right. I got the right shoes on, and I'm <laughs> and you got some pe- and, and there's some people watching. There's some people watching. <laughs> yeah. yeah, then I'm then I'm popping off, and it's not like like it's not like people I know who have expectations. It's like randoms that are walking. They're like that kid shouldn't be able to dunk, and then I just like I'm just punching shit. That's wherever. Yeah. You know, that's that's a, that's a rarity. It's almost like if Isaiah was like peeking it around the corner and I didn't know he was there. That's whenever I would have my best sessions. <laughs> when people are there, I just, I don't know. I just, I really struggle to jump well. Um, I think Isaiah's seen me, you've seen me pretty good a couple times, Isaiah, but I wouldn't even say consistently my best. I don't, I don't even know when you've seen me at my best, actually. That's a good question. I don't think I've seen you at your best in person. I've seen some yeah. good days. Like I've seen some good days, but not like your, your best day ever. Yeah, because I don't I don't miss and I miss a lot when you're around. <laughs> I'm sorry. You get nervous, right? Effect. I have that effect on people. <laughs> it's because he has such high expectations. He see me my best off too, actually. I say Isaiah has, has seen me fly off too. He's seen easily my best day off two feet. Not even close. Like I was almost windmilling on on nine eleven and a half or something. And I was not even close to that. And then just I just went crazy with it, which was fun. But yeah, for the most part, usually no. When the expectation is low. And if I'm jumping off one, the expectation is very high. And that's the difference. <laughs> like, yeah. That's where things kind of change a bit. But yeah, I don't. What is your vertical lunch, Hen? Mine? Yeah. No, nah, I'm not an athlete. I'm a coach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. I, I can dunk uh, on my good days. But um, my dunk is I, I, one-hander, two-hander. That's it. Oh, that's, uh, that's still good. How, how tall are you? <laughs> Six. Oh, okay. You're you an athlete. Like You're an athlete. Yeah. Hey, if yeah, you that... if you were to look up, like what what percentage of the population on the planet do you think can dunk? I don't know, probably one out of ten thousand. That's that sounds like an athlete to me. I would rather <laughs> I've told people this before. I would rather dunk the way I do than own a Ferrari. If I owned a Ferrari, but I couldn't jump the way I do, I would feel like a loser driving the Ferrari. But if I jumped the way I do and drove a Ferrari, I'd be like, oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> but to be honest, I prefer a Ferrari. I prefer a Ferrari. <laughs> so what if you could dunk like Isaiah? You'd rather take the Ferrari? Still Ferrari. <laughs> Still oh, Ferrari. that's lame. That's lame. Boo. <laughs> but, but, you know, uh, if Isaiah were to live in China or to make a living in China, he would make a lot of money, like tons of money. 
So yeah. you're saying I could get a Ferrari? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you you can you can earn a Ferrari from your dunking. That that's <laughs> that's the good thing. This is perfect. Man, I I I said this. I think I said this uh, in in our last podcast, but I mm-hmm. cannot wait till they open China back up for. They already opened up. They opened when, when did they when did they do that? December last December. Yeah, for dunk events like uh, you can you can travel, like travel for anybody. Now China is fully open right now. That that's why um, uh, I've been working on this project that may yeah. have a chance to bring you guys to China. Oh, this now is I'm awesome. working on it. Yo, yeah, I'm finding so, sponsorships right now. So I have to get I have to get my passport ASAP. Yes. Yeah, right. Like right now, you need to go tomorrow. You yeah, need to go in, get get it, get it, get the passport. Get the passport. People are gonna be like, you, people are gonna be like, you've never traveled out of the country. And be like, no. Like, where are you going? I'm Beijing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. That's that, like the the first crazy. visa you ever get is China's visa. <laughs> yeah. That would be awesome. Um, yeah. Well, on that note, it is now seven o'clock. I say it's ten for you. So I, I still um, need to train. And you have to train, which I don't know if you're even going to get to. Why? It's already uh, 10 o'clock. Because he's addicted to the game. Yeah. That's what I'm <laughs> I talking just, about. I, so there's actually a reason why. Uh, I just finished building, rebuilding my home gym. So oh, okay. I, was doing, I was doing it all day today. And it's now in my garage, so I don't have to drive to the gym anymore. <laughs> yeah. Lunch yeah. end. I would absolutely do. Uh, we would do uh, weekly or bi-weekly segments you know not yeah. this long but i would love to do it regularly and just like we should do that like we should do shit. i think it yeah. would be so fun <laughs> i would but then, i would totally be down too yeah but yeah. we just need to make sure that uh we we have um like you have to translate for it we can do it on your platform yeah I'd be no down. and then we can we can bring random guests on we'll bring on like other dunkers from the u.s <laughs> Only top tier dunkers. <laughs> uh, that's like really the best probably, dunkers. We could we could probably the best. I mean, I feel like I feel You're like Dan grows. Dan grows. Yeah. Dan would do it. Dan there. would do it. Uh, Dan's oblivious though, but he we would could do probably it. get. We could probably get Sutherland. Let's say this: Sutherland. Who are the elite? Like, who do you consider elite? Like anyone from Dunk League? Is that what you're thinking? Uh, I think Isaiah, for sure, and uh, Jordan Sutherland, Dan grows, and um. Jay Clark, I think. We could try Jay Clark. But he probably Jay Clark would do it. He would do it. But I don't think Jay Clark uh is jumping as high as like I two, have two I years have a story. Before. I have a story uh-huh. about him from from this week. I know it, I'll make it quick, but uh-huh. at All-Star weekend, he does the first event, goes like he does decently, and then I get hurt. And I had an event that I was doing for Google, uh, mm-hmm. but I couldn't do anymore, so I gave it to Jay Clark. And Jay Clark freaking killed it. Like it was me and John. We were we were filming him and like watching and stuff. And he was flying. And after the event, I was like, I was like, Jonathan, like, don't take this the wrong way. But I haven't seen you jump like that in forever. Yeah. And like you, you finally imp- you like impressed me again. And he was like, What's that supposed to mean? <laughs> <laughs> Later that night, he was like, My mom doesn't like you anymore. <laughs> or something like that. I heard but I think say. I think John Clark jumps like uh, jay clark like he jumps really really high three years ago but i haven't seen him uh jump as high as, as i did as he did like he, so for, like for he years. had a uh he had a meniscus surgery and that oh. had that took a long time to come back from and he's been very 
I, I would say careful, like making sure that he's just maintaining his health instead of really trying to, I mean, he still squats heavy. He does a lot of stuff. I mean, to be mm-hmm. fair, we haven't seen him, uh, uh, last year at dunk camp was maybe the first time I saw him like really deloaded and like ready to jump, but mm-hmm. he has not that, the, I mean, Isaiah, you have a, you have a, a little girl now, but he has, I think two kids, three kids, yeah. two kids, Isaiah. Yeah. Yeah, and he true. has, uh, he has a wife that is, um, you know, uh, like pretty high up in the school. And then also she's like a principal or something. I don't know actually what she does. And then he also has a full-time job, like on top of everything he does with dunking. So it's like Mm -hmm. pretty, he's probably in the toughest position out of the pro dunkers. Cause like Sutherland doesn't have, uh, like he does winning time and stuff. He's also a cyborg. So he can pretty much just focus on dunking. Um, Mm -hmm. Kilgannon pretty much just focuses on dunking. Isaiah, for the most part, outside of THP, which is an extension of dunking, gets to focus on dunking. Doesn't like have to go work as a at Academy anymore, Nike anymore, or whatever, selling shoes. Like he just gets to do this. So it's tougher for him, I think, in that aspect. To his credit, but he's a little bit less. He's he's actually incredibly consistent. I would say like he's incredibly consistently good, but he's been like. The uh, like those freak outlier days, I would say, are a little bit more sparse. Maybe is what I would say. But again, like I've never seen him fully deloaded since maybe 2019 when I saw him test 48 and they had the meniscus mm-hmm. surgery. So I don't, I, I don't talk to him like super frequently as much anymore to know like what his training has been like. But I know that that meniscus injury set like was a little bit tough. And I mean, he's had two ACL reconstruct, one ACL reconstruction, right? Isaiah. Yeah, one ACL. Yeah. So it's. Um, so I, I, I think if he were to like, didn't have teaching on his plate, I actually think that he would, I think it would be better. (laughs) Yeah. Like seeing him, seeing him that, that, uh, last weekend, I was like, okay, he's, he still got the juice like that. Like, (laughs) yeah, yeah. He still got it. On that note, I have to go. My uh, my girlfriend's going to kill me because I've been sucking up, absorbing all the time. Paige, you can come in. You can say hi to the viewers. Okay, never mind. <laughs> but um, I will catch you guys later. Um, uh, to the viewers of the podcast, I hope you enjoyed this. Make sure you like, comment, subscribe to all this. Lunchen, thanks for having us on your platform. Um, I don't know how you usually outro it. Uh, when I exit, it will shut the Zoom. So I don't know if you have anything you want to say. Uh... 这个大家问题的话，今天肯定是来不及问的，他们要要走了，得感谢大家的收看。然后之后我们可能会更更频繁的做这种类似的podcast，然后也希望大家能继续关注，然后给这个视频点赞。Right, that's sweet. It. And then Lunchen, yeah. where where can we find you? You're just Lun underscore Chen thirteen, right? Yeah. Awesome. And, uh, right. I'm on YouTube right now. I'm on YouTube. What's your oh, YouTube? Uh, just Chen Lun. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> So we'll link that in the description for the video. But thanks for listening, guys. I'll probably post this. This is currently Sunday night. So I'll probably post this on Wednesday just to split up the podcast a little bit. Um, But yeah, thanks for listening, guys. Peace out.